welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz, and my guest today is Dove Gordon. He helps consultants, coaches, and other experts create a steady, consistent, predictable flow of ideal clients. And I know you've heard me, listeners, talk about this idea of ideal clients uh, till I'm blue in the face. And so I was really happy to have uh, a... uh, compadre so to speak in that uh, in that game on uh, with the show so welcome dove thank you john so you and i are in a in a mastermind group i don't think i'm divulging any secrets there um nope. but by by sharing that and so i know you from that work and from the work we're going to talk about today but i always like to get a sense you know in this in this internet world where we all didn't exist five years ago in some cases um i love to get a, a sense of kind of where you came from what's what's led you to uh, this point uh, of the work you're doing right now um, all right. Uh, jump in if it gets long-winded, all right? Okay. So um, let's see. I mean, I, I, I started off about well, – I, I don't need to know where you went to grade school or anything, but <laughs> – Yeah, I got it, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I started off where I, I was married about a year and figured, okay, I got to do something to make some money. I'd always been in, interested in business but had no experience, no degree. Uh, self-taught. I've been reading books since I'm um, 13, business books, discovered the business self-help section in the library. Yeah. And at some point, I'd read about coaching. So I enrolled myself in a coaching course uh, that helped me get started and then spent the next eight or so years really banging my head against the wall, trying to get consulting clients at corporations and some coaching clients. And I was all over the place. Um, the, the great frustration was knowing that you have a lot of talent, that you have a lot to offer people, and just not knowing how to convey it in a way that the clients that you really want to work with want to work with you. Um, and then, you know, over time, bit by bit, I figured things out. And um, and about 2010, I shifted my focus to helping others uh, shortcut that very frustrating experience. And and I really enjoy it. Yeah. And so let's before we get into some some specifics, let's talk about that idea of you know a lot of times people. You know they what they want or what they go to a consultant for is because I want you know we have people come to us all the time. I want more clients, and mm-hmm. you know I really focus on that idea of ideal. Um, and you and I were talking a little bit off air, you know, especially in a consulting or coaching practice where maybe you're working with a just a handful of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is so hyper important that you realize that your job is to attract the right person, isn't it? Absolutely, I think that the the reason so many people uh, don't even really try to go for the ideal people is because they don't see how. Yeah. So they assume if I can't see how, so then I'll just kind of see what I see what I can get. So we end up settling for what we think you can get rather than going for what you really want. And, and don't you think that sometimes a bit of the the a mindset is I'm here to to sell and to get a client. And so, you know, I have to go out there and, and beg basically people to be my clients. And isn't that part of the problem sometimes? I mean, that I don't think we go out there with the right posture. Well, yeah, it's, it's a self-confidence, self-esteem type issue that is very common. Yeah. It's, it's not, but I I think what I've noticed is that there's two different things. There's, there's confidence in yourself as an expert and confidence in your ability to convey that to others in a way that they'll want to work with you. They'll want to hire sure. you and pay you. Sure. And most of the time I'm working with people who have a high degree of confidence in their expertise and their ability to have an impact on their client. But due to 
past frustration and disappointment or hitting a ceiling and, and kind of stagnating, they have a low degree of confidence in their ability to convey that to others. They're, like, they're spinning their wheels at some point or they had success up to a certain point, can't quite get beyond it. Yeah, and, and I actually see that a lot as well. People that have a great product or service, uh, like you said, have all the confidence in the world and, and maybe even outwardly are doing quite well, but still this idea of narrowing their focus and, and perhaps saying no <laughs> to, yeah. to certain people is the mindset I was talking about that I think sometimes people have trouble getting over. Well, yeah, it definitely requires to say no. I think it was Stephen Covey who said that in order to say no – um, you have to have a bigger yes burning inside. Right. And as, as long as people don't have a, a yes burning inside, and to me, in this context, it means a simple, repeatable process, mm-hmm. what we call a get-noticed sequence, a simple, repeatable process of activities that you can do again and again, and every time you run that, it brings you leads and some of them become clients. As, until you have that, it's really hard to say no because you don't have that yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and- – you know, maybe you're trying to get a paycheck of some sort, right? Because you're not working Absolutely, with enough yeah. right people. Yeah. So, Absolutely. so you, you and I, as we were setting up this uh, interview, uh, you mentioned uh, something that you called the eavesdrop effect, and and I want to spend some time talking about that because, um, first off, I think it it sounds very intriguing. I want to know more about it, and uh, I, I think my listeners will too because I think it gets at this this idea of how you find you know those right clients. So, so yeah. obviously, let's start off since it is such a Unusual name, what is the mm-hmm. eavesdrop effect? So the, uh, the, the analogy that it's based on is this. I mean, you, you've surely been at a cafe, a coffee shop, restaurant, uh, reading your favorite newspaper, taking some time to yourself, and suddenly you overhear somebody at the next table say something. You know, and, and instantly what happens is you find yourself staring at the newspaper because you don't want them to realize that you're listening to their conversation. Right, John? You know right. what I'm talking no, about. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> and, and like, but you don't see the words. You don't, you don't even, like, you're just looking, but you're really straining to hear everything they're saying. And if, if it interests you enough, you'll actually get up and go to the other table and say, hey, you know, I couldn't help but overhearing. And you start a conversation with strangers which most people prefer not to do. So um, that's the eavesdrop effect. And the idea is that if you want to – the goal in marketing is you've got to attract the attention and interest of your ideal client. And that means – interest means that they change their plans. A lot of things will get attention. So a loud noise will get your attention. A funny joke will get your attention. If I send you a YouTube video of two dogs eating with a fork and knife, it might get your attention unless you're one of the how many millions of people have already seen it. Uh, and then you go back to what you're doing. That's not the goal of marketing. Most people don't get that because they think there's, it's just about you know, you got to get attention. No, you got to get interest. Interest means that after you get my attention, my brain says, hey, is that interesting? And I say, yes. And now I change my plans. I was planning to read the newspaper, right? You were. And somebody said something that changed your plans. That's the eavesdrop effect. How can you create that? You know, uh, someone um, you may know from, from our group, Nick Jervis, <clears throat> I have a little a recording with him on my site. It's called, um, I think, uh, How Nick Jervis Sent Four Emails and Got Four New Clients. Right? That's searchable. So um, the, the idea is that, so, so Nick had a database of about 2,000 or so people, this is going back a few years, uh, on his email list. And he's a marketing expert as well, but you know we all need some help, right? No matter what we do, the shoe, shoe maker always could use someone else to make their shoes. So um, 
we helped him really, but he, he was getting some clients, but not ideal clients. And when he learned how to talk to a very specific um, issue, like to create that eavesdrop effect, he sent four emails four weeks in a row and got four new clients from the very same list of people that he'd been emailing. So the, the reason I'm sharing that story is because very often you, you have the people are out there, but you're not talking to them in a way that makes it so easy for them to reach out to you and want to talk about how you can help them, want to start to work with you. So I think, I think most people listening get that idea. So how do you, how do you create this? <laughs> how do you get that, how do you get so, that uh, tune-in moment? All right. Well, for those who are interested, we'll happy uh, to talk to them. Uh, share, share, uh, to answer that question. So the, the thing is that there are only... The, only, the good news is there are only two things that anybody's interested in. People are interested in a problem they have and don't want and or a result they want and don't have. So when you look at your marketing, right, your messaging, the tactic you use doesn't matter. I mean, every tactic can work and every tactic can fail. Facebook, uh, ad, you know, AdWords, public speaking, everything. Right. So since we see that every tactic can fail and every tactic can work, the question we have to ask ourselves is why does it work when it works and why does it fail when it fails? And the reason is because it either creates this eavesdrop effect or not. So like I started saying, the good news is that there are only two things that anybody's ever interested in. And that is if you're talking about a problem they have and don't want and or if you're talking about a result they want and don't have. If you're talking about your methodology, if you're talking about your experience, talking about all those other things, nobody really cares. But if you're talking about a problem I have and don't want and or about a result I want and don't have, I will be, you'll, you'll get my attention and interest which means I want to know more. Yeah, and you know, I've been doing a lot of reading lately um, uh, and been writing about this really for years about, you know, I think that that's why stories are so effective and powerful is because the basis of most stories is somebody has a problem. Um, and, you know, the the person who has the problem in a movie, the, the hero of the movie, you know, gets their problem solved and, and we stay, you know, we stay glued to that, uh, to that story and that journey. And I think that, that really marketing, you know, parallels that. <laughs> Especially if, if their problem, we can see ourselves in, in, their, in their story, in their situation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let me give you a couple of examples, though, because a lot of people think they are doing this, but they're not. They think, that, um, they think they're talking about a problem, but they're not. And I just want to show how powerful this can be. So I had somebody on a webinar a few years ago. Um, he was, was a participant listening. His website said, we sell dashboards and reports that help executives deliver better business results, right? right? We sell dashboards and reports that help executives deliver better business results. So what problem does he help solve? What result does he enable? I have no idea. Yeah. It could be one of a hundred different things. But, but how many people, uh, you know, experts, consultants, coaches are going out and saying something similar? Okay. We help you get better business results. We help you optimize or maximize or whatever. 95%. At least, right? <laughs> right. So, so I... But if we think about, like, I, I had a conversation with him, I, I drew out, okay, what, what's going, what problems do you help solve, what results do you enable? And, you know, imagine his ideal client is Joe's CEO. Joe's CEO is a CEO of a $50 million company. They just spent $3 million or whatever on a new enterprise resource planning system, ERP system, right? Um, and, and Joe's frustrated because after all that work and all the time it took and all the money it took, why can't I get the data I need to make these difficult pricing decisions? Right? That's what's on his mind. Right. Now, imagine this scenario. Joe's CEO wakes up in the morning, walks out his front door to go to his car to drive to the office. You, you have a billboard right opposite Joe's CEO's 
uh, front door. If your billboard says, we help you get the data you need from your multi-million dollar information system, oh, sorry, I did this backwards, John. <laughs> Let's do it the other way, right? If your billboard says, uh, we, help, we sell dashboards and reports right. that help executives deliver better business results, he won't even notice it. That's right. He just won't even see it. But if instead your billboard says, we help you get the data you need from your multi-million dollar information system so you can make difficult pricing decisions, he'll be on the phone with your company before his rear end hits the seat of his car, right? Yep. That's what we mean by a problem they have and don't want, a result they want and don't have. Because as experts, I'm a consultant. I can, I can help lots of problems. This is why so many people never do this. Because they think, well, I don't know what problem to focus on. Right. I can help people with lots of problems. I can help them get lots of results. And that was my struggle for years. And that's why I was broke for way too long. It's one of the problems, that, one of the mistakes I made. <laughs> it, was a key, it was a key fundamental one. I had clever lines like, we help you make difficult decisions and then quickly get things done. There were years when I thought that I had to have the word strategic in what I did or it wouldn't sound important enough. Yeah. The thing is that nobody's sitting around thinking, oh, I need help making difficult strategic decisions and quickly get things done. It's just that, you know, maybe parts of it, but there are better ways to say it. That was yeah. one of my better ones. Anyway, so... I, I'll, that, that's, that's what I mean by you have to sit down and, and I can give some practical next steps if you like. Um, well, yeah, that, I mean, I, I, again, I think that, I, I think there's a lot of people that say, you know what, you're right. I mean, I know that that's what people buy. They don't buy, you know, in fact, I, I think sometimes I've, some of the best lines I've shared is, you know, I work with people in marketing and a lot of times, uh, you know, what we assume is that they want more sales. Uh, want more revenue. A lot of times they just want to get home earlier at night or they just want to yep. feel more in control. And, and I think that it's so essential that you understand what their real problem is or what the, the real questions they're asking themselves. And, and, I, and I, think that's a, I think that's as big a challenge I find for a lot of people is they don't really know, even if they have a nice book of clients, in some cases they don't really fully understand what those clients are buying from them. And and that's why so many people kind of get to a certain point and then they get stuck or stagnant because yeah. yeah. you know they ha- let's say they get they're good with referrals, mm-hmm. um, but but they don't they're unable to get to a point where they have a systematic repeatable process that consistently brings them clients. Yep. Because so, they, so they're juggling. So so let's let's uh, let's talk about how you get that. Um, you know what are the what are the elements, the the questions you have to be asking yourself, or or, or making sure that your system is is queuing up in the client's mind? Um, I mean, is there a way to consistently build this repeatable process? Yeah, I'm going to go through it quickly because I know we got just a few more minutes, right? So, but the um, here's here's the thing: you ask most people, what's the purpose of your marketing and selling system? And they'll tell you, well, it's to it's to build a pipeline, it's to close deals, it's to get clients, and all that's true. The problem is that is an oversimplified answer. And when you have that kind of answer, you don't know what to do next. So I'm always looking for what Oliver Wendell Holmes called simplicity on the far side of complexity. Mm-hmm. And I think that the answer to you know, what's the purpose of your marketing and selling system, and any system needs to have a purpose, you know, and you're setting out to do something, you want to create a system so yeah. it's you know, improvable, buildable over time. Um, so the purpose is, I'll, I'll say this and then I'll explain it, because simplicity on the far side of complexity requires explanation. The purpose of your marketing and selling system is to answer the number one question on your prospect's mind at just the right time. Okay, It's to answer that question they have on their mind at just the right time. So when your ideal client first comes across 
your message. It doesn't matter what tactic they use. Let's say Nick's case, right? They're sending, sending out emails. So they're getting his emails. Their brain asks, their email hits the inbox, and their brain says, question one, should I pay attention? Is this interesting? And remember, attention and interest are not the same, right? Mm-hmm. So really, it's, is this interesting? If the brain says yes, then they're interested. If no, no, they're gone. Delete. And it's the same thing for any tactic. If you're speaking at a, con- at a conference, if you're doing search engine optimization, if, you're doing, if you've got the blimp, it doesn't matter. Sandwich board on a corner, it's always the same. Is this interesting? And if your message is as specific as the example I gave before and so many others that I could give if we had more time, mm-hmm. um, then their brain says, oh, yeah, that's interesting because you're talking about exactly what I want. Yep. Right? So then instantly they have a new question. And that second question is, okay, you got me interested, but can I trust you? Are you for real? Who are you? And the job of your marketing system then is to help them conclude, yes, I can trust you. I see you're for real. Not only are, you know, do, you, do, you, do you seem good, not only do you get me interested, but I see you know, your stuff and I see you actually seem to care. Yeah. And then as soon as their brain concludes, yes, I can trust you, instantly they have a new question of, okay, is what you recommend right for me? And that's where you have to have uh, the sales conversation, the offer, and so on, and, and package it and present it in a way that helps them conclude, yes, this is right for me. And then congratulations, you have a new client. Now, again, compare, um, right, the, the purpose of a marketing system is to fill your pipeline. Okay, I don't know what to do. And then what happens is we get lost in a million ideas. And what, what, pe- what most people are out there peddling is a collection of good ideas. What most people need is not more ideas, not more information. They need a simple process. Once you recognize that the purpose of your marketing and selling system is to answer the number one question, what do I do next? You ne- all you need to do is, put, is take that next step to answer, help them answer that question. And there's only a small number of things you need to do. Is that too fast? No, 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 no. That's perfect. And and you could almost, um, you know, I talk about the same thing too. Uh, the the you know the customer or buyer journey. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can almost look at each of those as stages uh, in the mm-hmm. customer journey, and and even uh, you know go go even more uh, tangible. They could be stages in your CRM system. I mean, people mm-hmm. that yep. that are paying attention are you know consuming a certain kind of content. People that now are trying to decide if they can trust you or doing something different, and then obviously people that are ready to be guided are in a different right. place. And and I think that you have to intentionally plan all of those steps as though you're guiding somebody through that journey. Right. And the key, though, to have a repeatable process is to realize that everything you're doing is is only to help your ideal client answer yes to one or more of those questions. And 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 one of the problems is everyone's trying to do too many things. Like, oh, yeah. uh, you have to do this, you have to do that. You've got to be on Facebook and Twitter and G Plus and everything. Well, you don't have to do anything. You need to work backwards and say, who's my ideal client? What problem do I ha- do I help solve? What result do I enable? Right. And and then say, now, what is a tactic I could enjoy getting good at, that I can enjoy mastering, that will also put me in front of them and give them a chance to say, yes, that's interesting, and begin the journey? That's what you need to do, and then you get ma- and you master it. Yeah, and I've been talking about this quite a bit for the, the, the last year or so, too. I think one of the challenges, particularly with smaller businesses, is they're, they're overwhelmed by the 16 or so channels that we now can attract ideal clients. Mm-hmm. And then I think they fail to recognize, recognize that there maybe are only two or three at the most of the, uh, that, that are going to be uh, channels that would allow them to profitably attract ideal clients. And, and I think our real job is to figure out what those are and, you know, to some degree, forget everything else. Yeah, and, and and even if all sixteen could work, it's a it's a fool's game to try to be good at all of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, where can people find more about your uh, work, Dove? Um, well, DoveGordon.net 
what I'd suggest is we, for five years, we sold something. This is not like valued at $97. We sold it for five years, and I'm happy to give it away for free now. So that's at dovegordon.net forward slash manual free. It's 82 pages, zero fluff. It goes into these ideas, uh, you know, very spelled out. This was not meant to be given out for free, but, so, but it was written in such a way, and we sold it for five years. And the reason I give it out was because uh, I found that people read that, and some people then say, hey, help me do this. Yeah. Well, and we'll have that, uh, for those of you listening, we'll have that link in the, in the show notes as well. So, uh, Dove, we have come to the end of our time. I appreciate uh, you uh, joining us and sharing and and offering uh, the the listeners that great uh, free resource. Uh, I, I know this is a great time of year, depending on when you're listening to this. It uh, uh, this show was originally recorded towards the uh, uh, beginning of 2016, end of 2015, and uh, you know, obviously, planning uh, is a never-ending process. But sometimes people get more motivated to do it at the first of the year. Right. I'll say one more thing that could be encouraging. You bet. You know, um, just the very fact that we're doing that we're that that we're doing this is is really uh, an, a testament to just take that next step. I mean, ten years ago, I probably first heard about you, and you know, as far as I can tell, you were like you know unreachable, right? Um, now, as you said, we're in in a group. Um, I don't I don't know if I'm a pair of yours yet, but you know, we're we're. Uh, we're having this conversation, and I'm honored to be here. And I, uh, the reason I want to say this is because so many people are looking to start at the top. How do I get to this? You know, don't even try. Look around. Work with people who are where you are, or a little bit ahead, mm. and grow together. Don't worry about how everything is. Just focus on growing together. That's what we did, and that's why the group has gotten to where it is. That's why we're having this conversation. That's why my business has grown. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, people are in such a rush. And they skip steps. So I really would urge people to to just give yourself the, just take that next step, and then you'll accelerate. You'll go so much faster uh, a little bit later on. But but don't try to skip those steps at yep. first. Build the foundation. I, I agree wholeheartedly, and I appreciate that, and I appreciate those uh, encouraging words. So Dove, will uh, it's great uh, chatting with you. I know we'll chat again soon, or hopefully one of these days we'll run into each other out there on the road. Absolutely. Thanks. Uh-huh. 